0: You're listening to the Natalie Parker Studio Podcast episode number 17. In today's episode we're continuing on with our theme of finding your style and I'm going to share with you how I personally arrived at discovering my own abstract floral painting style that's coming on up. Welcome to the Natalie Parker Studio Podcast, the podcast for women artists who are ready to pursue their creative dreams so that they can thrive both in life and in business. I'm your host, Natalie Parker, artist and mentor to women creatives around the globe. In this podcast, I'll share with you the strategies, principles, and mindset that you need to build a purposeful and fulfilling creative business. If you're ready to be inspired, encouraged, and equipped to build the art business of your dreams, then you're absolutely in the right place. Let's dive in to today's episode. Well, hey there, artists, and welcome to the show. Now, I'm going to switch things up a little bit this week and share with you my own personal journey to finding my abstract floral painting style. But before we jump in, I want to give a huge shout out to Michelle Lawson. Now, Michelle is a current Confident Brush member. She's also been through the Art Biz A to Z program and had incredible success, including getting her own eight-piece commission. Now, Michelle left this fab review of the podcast where she wrote, Highly recommend you download and listen to the Natalie Parker Studio podcast. Natalie has been an amazing influence on my life this last year. And if you're interested in developing your creative side, then listening to these podcasts are a must. You won't be disappointed. They are easy to listen to and there are so many great tips. Thank you, Michelle, for leaving such a fab review. And it has been an honor to witness you grow and grow as you move forward in your art career. So, we are kicking off with learning a little bit about my own personal journey to finding my style. Now, the reason I want to do this is because there are so many, I guess, lessons that we can learn when we look at other people. Now, I know finding your style, it's a biggie, hence why I started it last week, and hence why I'm also running a Find Your Painting Style training coming up in two weeks, which I'll talk to you about a little bit later. But I know the pressure. So last week we talked about, you know, this race to find your style. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to episode 16. Because when we get into art where... We're passionate artists, we love it, we're exploring all these things and then suddenly we make this transition where we want to really get a little bit clearer, we want to find our style because we associate having a defined style, having that decision with some sense of being perceived as a professional artist, as being perceived as legit, as having confidence in our work to be able to go out and share it and to sell it if we want to move on to that. So my journey was very long in finding my style and I'm always very clear with my students that building an art career, building an art business, developing your creativity does take time. Okay, I am not an overnight success and I'm never going to get on here to say that. You know, most people aren't. We may see people out there, they're suddenly popping up on the Instagrams or, you know, the YouTubes and the Facebooks and you're hearing about all these new people. But when you go and listen to people's stories, you'll find they have done the groundwork. There's a lot of process and a lot of journey and study that they've had to do to get to where they are. Now, you, most of you know you know, my journey I started, I was that classic art chick, all right, in kindy, I was, I remember painting at my easel, being there in my spot, doing my cool butterfly while everyone is outside, okay, then I moved on to do a lot of competitions when I was young, I was the classic art room chick at college, in there, you know, an interval and lunch times working on my portfolio. Now, when I left college or high school I went on to do a Bachelor of Fine Arts and I may have shared this with you before but I actually ended up in majoring in sculpture and minoring in printmaking. Now the reason I bring this point up to you is I am now an abstract floral painter Okay, I don't do printmaking in my work. Sometimes I introduce uh, mixed media and I don't work in 3D sculptural forms anymore. Now, what actually happened at art school was I loved painting, but I had a little bit of a situation with the tutor at the time who wasn't really feeling my work she didn't like it she marked my work down and i was you know i was very young i was only 17 in my first year of art school because i was moved forward and i was so sensitive when i got these marks yet when i got marks in sculpture they were like i was getting a's so i associated my mark with what I should be focusing on in order to build an art business which is where I wanted to go so I majored in sculpture and I left painting aside now I don't have a lot of regrets in life but if there is one thing that I would love to do I would love to go back and go through my BFA again and have majored in painting because I absolutely Love the medium that I work with now. Now in saying that, this is encouraging for you, especially if you haven't been to art school and you feel like you're behind or like your work's not good enough. I didn't study painting, okay, I didn't learn my painting techniques at art school, I learned them from 2009 when I started to build my own portfolio to teach my students, okay, so I got got those processes from other people, so I want you to remember that. So what happened, I went and did, you know, my art degree, I think I finished in 2003, tried to set up a studio called the safety Pin art studio of all things with a few ladies from my Art school and that failed and then I had a period for a long time when I was working in hospitality and I was working as a PA and I wasn't working as an artist but I want to focus on this time on how I found my style so I mentioned before you know I'd, I'd done all those different techniques and stuff when I was in high school I went to art school, I majored in a 3D form, which was sculpture, and I minored in printmaking. In your fourth year at art school, it was just sculpture, okay? So then came 2009. Now, in 2009, I decided that I was going to go back, I was going to go and get my teaching degree because I wanted to go on and teach secondary art. So I went and did that, and when I was doing that for the year we had to go in and teach our students. We had these things called practicums. Now, in order for me to feel confident in what I was teaching, I always, I have this principle that I only ever teach what i have done or experienced so i had to go through the modules for better word or the projects that i was teaching my students before i would teach them now what that did was that one gave me confidence to teach that but more importantly I was learning all these painting skills, all these techniques, I was absorbing all this information, I was like, oh my gosh, it was like artistless everywhere that I had to teach to these students, so many people that I had to learn, and you may feel like that right now as a passionate or emerging artist, you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much information, how am I going to know every technique, there's so many artists, I feel like I need to know this and that, and so that is what I was doing in 2009. So what I did was for the senior portfolio, I went through exactly the process and the way they start is they start by getting resource or inspirational imagery. So I did the same process and this is the start point of my painting style. So at that particular time, I was living in Mount Munganui in New Zealand and I was traveling to Waihee. the weekends and I would go over there and I would take photos of the beach and take photos of this really beautiful batch that was over there it was a bit of a rundown it's very New Zealand very Kiwiana I loved it so taking these photos and then I started by drawing them so that was the start point I found something that I was interested in and then I started to collect the data now I did this because one I wanted to sort of learn all the tones that I was going to transfer into paint, but I also wanted to discover what was I really interested in? Because when we're finding our painting style, often we may look at what is on trend or what is on vogue, and we may swing that way because we feel that if we follow that style, if we follow that subject matter, that we're going to have success because it's currently trendy. Now the danger in that is if that trend changes then you have a painting style or an art career that you've built around a trend not something that you're genuinely interested in so my first little tip for you would to be make sure when you're going to find your painting style that you're actually working with something that you are interested in so in 2009 I was doing this I was painting doors at the time I was you know trying different mediums. So I started with pistol, uh, pa- pencils, pastels. I looked at using color pencils, I took different shots of the area, so I would look at the you know the batch up close, I would do you know long distance shots, then I start to, to transfer that into paint, and I used a lot of artist models to help inform my ideas to get started and this is also something that I teach my students as well and so I went through this process and then I arrived at the end you know my work was very very bright very bold at the particular time there was a lot of um you know trees a lot of doors just it was very I look at it now and I'm like oh my gosh that was so rough but that was my start point Okay, and there's a lot of great principles that I learned in that particular training. So when I left art school or training, um, sorry, for, to be an art teacher, what I did was in 2010, I started going into teaching. Now I moved to, I think I moved back to OTK and at that particular time, it was not a very great season in my life. However... I continued to paint but what I started to see coming through my work was some very kind of dark themes so my colour palette started to change. I moved from painting these batches to painting these trees but I could still see the way that I used contrast, the way that I used tone, the compositional elements in my work even back then you start to see these consistency. So I went from, you know, I was doing batches, then I was doing trees, then I went through a season where I was doing self-portraits. Now, in all of that, it has your, well, it had my fingerprint on it. So I don't want you to feel like you need to just switch onto one style or subject matter right now. You can paint abstract florals, I could paint abstract landscapes, I can paint abstract cityscapes, different subject matters, but they're all going to look similar because of the way that my hand moves. So I just wanted to sort of put that out there for you. And then I started to introduce birds into my work. Now that sort of came about, I think I was living, you know, I was back in New Zealand, my mum was really into birds and I used it a lot for symbolism. So I would have these birds that sort of represented, you know, um, love, represented peace, represented waiting. At that particular time I was in fact waiting <laughs> to find the right man to marry. I was single, I was you know just exploring all those kinds of ideas. So I started to have these beautiful birds, kiwiana, tuis and, ber- and my works and they really resonated well with New Zealand. New Zealand has a huge fascination with birds and I started to sell some of that work which I thought was very very cool. So I started to explore birds in my work from about 2007 right through to 2013-2014. So in this time I'm in my studio a lot. I'm exploring different techniques. I've explored mixed media. I've explored working with texture. I've explored Uh, portraiture I've explored working with buildings with trees with birds and then in 2013 I got married and there was this huge shift in my work it was almost like the floodgates opened or the doom and gloom or the, the you know the bad season that I had been through started to lift and I started to see this change and a lot of flowers a lot of Florals came through my work, the birds stall continued, but my work started to open up, I started to really look at new artists, I think we travelled to America at some point, I think it might have been, well we went quite a few times, but at one particular time we went to MoMA, and so I got to see Monet's work in person, which was the most moving experience I've had ever looking at art, but this is just, the art just started to change. Okay, and the way it's changing, there's a lot of things that are influencing my style. There's my personal season in my life, there was my visual surroundings. Okay, so I'm moving from a beach, I'm moving to more of a coastal town, I'm starting to, I brought my own home, so I started to have a garden. Those things started to come through my work. In 2014, we moved to the city in Wellington, and I had this cool. Um, studio space well it was really our bedroom but we had a, a very a studio apartment with a mezzanine and at one end I would paint at the other end was our bedroom now I started to get again a lot looser with my work I was looking at artists like Bill Hammond and Pat Steer who really into the drips and freedom so I had this kind of push-pull going on with my work. I'm incredibly patient sometimes, but also incredibly not patient. So I'd love starting the work with these drips. I was exploring a little bit more abstract, but I was still keeping those roses and keeping those beautiful details coming through. And I continued to explore the floral theme from, you know, 2014, 15 and 16. During these times, I had shows at the Thistle Hall Gallery, a couple of times I was exhibiting every year in the New Zealand art show and you saw these bright, you know, orange, bright pinks, reds um, Lovely greens coming through the work. Again, same process drips were very stylized So even though when I looked back at my work in 2011 where I'm doing birds It was pretty much a very similar style Okay with the loose background and something detailed on top and then through the years my work it just started to loosen up a little bit so I got to the point where I was kind of over the very very detailed work I loved it but I knew that I was going to go full time into my art and I wanted a style that was faster and also a style that was better for my posture because when I was painting these detailed works I was leaning over a lot and I was just like this is not going to be a long-term thing if I'm going to paint like this so I started to open up I started to explore a lot more abstract works so when we moved over here to Melbourne Back in 2019, 2018, we moved over. I finally got my own space. Okay, my own studio space, my own room. I could close the door and lock the world off. And I started to just play in my studio. Now, this is something that I hadn't allowed myself to do for a very long time. Because when I was working full-time as a teacher and then I was painting after school... I only had a limited amount of time, and my focus was simply on, let's just paint what we know is going to sell, because we need to get that income in, because I know if I got my income to a certain level, I would then be able to leave my teaching job, and you know, go and be a full-time artist, and while that worked very well, while you do need to take into account, you know, what work sells, and who your client is, what that actually did was it meant that I had built this business around this style that I wasn't really into. Okay, so I started to shift. I was like, you know what, what what do I really want to create? What do I really want to paint? So over the last few years, I've been really sort of pulling back and asking that question. And the beautiful thing about this is my work has opened up. My work has become more, of a better word, authentic. It has become easier. It has become lighter, more expressive. And it has resonated with more people. Because it doesn't feel stiff. It doesn't feel pre-planned. It feels like my natural mark making techniques my natural fingerprint is coming through to my work now to get there it did take me about 18 months to two years to loosen up okay because I was very like I said it's very tight very detailed so a couple of ways that I went through this process where I was deciding I wanted to move away from a more stylized florals to abstract florals was I had this space and I went and put the plastic sheets I think I got them from Bunnings on my walls and on my floor and I hung up all right masked up lots of different works on paper pieces of paper okay and I just set a color palette And I went in there and I started to make marks and I just made a lot of work, a lot of ugly work, but also a lot of good work. Now when I was working through that process, I was looking at other artists as well, um, the likes of Susan Nethercote, Claire Bremner, uh, Pat Steer, Bobby Burgers, very amazing artists that have influenced my work. And I started to see these little you know, bits coming into my work. I could see where I was being inspired by them. But over the process of time, and what I mean by that is I mean by the more work I created, the more I started to see what I liked and what I loved. And now as I go into my studio to paint, it is a whole different experience. There is very rarely a time where I will plan a composition for my work based on this is just the style that I paint now. I'm very intuitive. Now, that was a big difference from someone who was very into control. But what I find happens now is I'll just pick a color palette, I'll set up a couple of canvases, and I'll go in. You start to have it's almost like riding a bike. You have a way that you start, you know, you might start with some washes or some drips. Then I like to go in and build some different layers and add some tones. And then I like to go in and put some details on top. This whole abstract florals process, I do teach also inside my abstract florals course if you wanted to see that. But what's happened, and I I guess I just want to share that journey with you. And I'd love to share the visuals with you. And I will be going over this in the Find Your Painting Style training as well. But there's a journey in there, okay? There was a lot of sort of elementary work where I was learning, I was starting, I was exploring subject matter, getting very clear on it. I drew so many roses. Now I know how to draw them without looking at them. Okay, so, I have that muscle memory in there. Then I can play, then I can adapt. I've looked at hundreds, if not thousands, of artists, not only in my professional work, but in the artists that I've taught. So, again, I have this image bank. You know, I've been able to pull all these different ideas from different people, put them together, and make them my own. I've explored different composition techniques, I've explored working with different color palettes I've learned the size of work I like to work with I've learned what kind of work lights me up I've given myself permission in the studio to explore ideas where I want to or to knuckle down and work harder when I'm working on a piece that I know needs to be produced for a particular collection so I started in 2009 we're now at 2022 2022 of all things 10 12 13 years later working through this style this abstract floral style versus in 2009 where I'm painting batches very different but also very similar styles if you go and look at them the style at the essence of it represents me and that is really a question that we need to ask. What is style? Is style simply an aesthetic? Or is finding your own style more actually finding who you are, discovering the voice that you have and what you want to say and communicate through your work? So, we're saying that if you want to unpack this conversation more, if you're like, Nat, I would love to talk to you about my style. I need... This I need some help, can you show me a process? Can you show me the process that you've used Nat? Can you show me the process that you've used over the last decade where you've taught thousands of students in school and online how to find their style? If you're asking that question, the answer is I would absolutely love to. So I have put together the Find Your Painting Style training. This is a 5 part live workshop series where I will take you through this exact process. So we'll get clear about you know, what, what does it even mean to find your painting style. We'll look at the process of getting started. We'll look at how you can draw inspiration from other artists. We'll look at the techniques that you need to explore. We'll look at how you can take everything that you collect from your visual images from other artists and put it together in your own authentic way to find your style. So by the end of that training, you come out with, you go through a workbook, you have a plan for what you need to focus on in your studio. Because if you're spiraling around, if you're like, I want to find my style, but I don't actually have a direction where to go, this is going to be the answer for you. So the Find Your Painting Style opens in just a couple of weeks. We're starting on March the 14th. Now, there is a small registration fee of just $10 for this training. This training is absolutely golden, all right? It's no much more than a coffee, and I usually get a coffee and a cookie, to be honest, lately. (laughs) It's just the price of a coffee and a cookie, all right? But you're going to get this so much amazing value in the training you get support from me You get support from the community of artists that come through this because I want you to move forward and another reason that we're charging this fee is because I know that those who pay pay attention now I've never charged for a training before okay a free training I've done or probably eight now But those who put money on the line, they show up and pay attention. And so if you want to move forward in your art career this year, if you're serious, then $10 is a no brainer. Okay, so I'll pop the link in the show notes below for you to go and register. Like I said, we kick off on the 14th of March. Now, of course, there are replays in the group that you can go through while we're going through the coaching component. And there's also the option to upgrade if you want to keep those trainings and go through them over and over again. Now, that I have run this training, I think, two or three times now. We've had 2,000 students go through it, many of whom have come through into the Confident Brush membership because they've absolutely found that training golden and now they have a plan and they know what to focus on when they come into the membership so I'll pop the link below you can go and register for that today okay lovely well that's a wrap for today's session if you enjoyed this episode would you do me a favor and go share on IG tag me in at Natalie Parker Studio I'd love to connect with you over there and encourage you as you pursue your creative dream now I'll be back next Monday for another fab episode to inspire encourage and equip you to build the art business of your dreams i'll see you then